everyone to this week's Start Somewhere podcast with me, Sarah Wolf and Mary Claire. And this week, I'm delighted to be joined by the amazing Anique Ireland, who is the founding director of Immaculate Vegan. Welcome, Anique. How are you today? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. I'm so excited to meet you. Um, you know, I, I, I've, been, I've been stalking you on your kind of website and, 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 and really kind of on social media. And I just love what you, 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 you do. Um, and so what I'd love for you to do is, is really start, as you know, with the story of like how, how you got started. Where did you grow up? You know, um, what, what did you love as a child? Um, so I, well, I grew up from the age of five um, in a very small town in Cambridgeshire in the UK. Um, before that, I actually lived in a few countries. So I was born in Iran. Um, wow. I, yeah, my father was was working there um, and uh, for the oil industry. And my mum was actually born there because her family had been uh, sort of uh, pushed out to Iran uh, from the Russian revolution. So it was basically a, a series of sort of uh, revolutions that kind of ended up with my mum's family there. So I was born there. Um, and then we left just after the, uh, or just before rather, the Persian Iranian Revolution in 1979. Yes. Um, and then we lived in Bahrain for a little bit, in Venezuela for a little bit. Um, so really short amount, Miami a little bit as well. So I had a very exotic <laughs> upbringing until the age of five. Uh, and then it got quite boring because I ended up in a small town in Cambridgeshire in the Fens, uh, where, where I sort of spent my formative years. Um, but yeah, that, that's kind of, that's, that's where I, I grew up. Oh my goodness, what an extraordinary yeah. like, heritage. I, I love that. That is so, so cool. So, you know, growing up in, in, in you know, having had this terribly globe-trotting lifestyle <laughs> yeah. by the age you were it's very, very disappointing. Most of us are too young to really remember, unfortunately. So, you know, growing up, you know, age five in, 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 in the Cambridge fence, you, did, did you have any kind of, like, you know, thoughts about what, you know, what you wanted to do or what your passions were or, or what were you into as a child? Yeah, I was into, well, I was sort of, um, I was quite introverted, I think. I was, I mean, not really many signs of the kind of what I'm doing now. I was very into animals, so I loved animals. Yeah. I always had pets at home. Um, so I guess, you know, that's certainly something that's kind of followed me later in life in terms of what I'm doing now. I was really into reading. So, you know, I went to do an English literature degree. You know, I love, I love reading. I love novels. And that's now my sort of, you know, if I have any time to for escapism, that's really what I spend my time doing. I can spend, yeah. I spend days reading. Um, yeah. I was also reading into science. Um, I wanted to be an astronaut when I was younger. No way. I love that. I really wanted to be an astronaut. So, yeah, I, um, my dad actually lives in Texas. So I went out, you know, to see him and spent some time at NASA and, you know, uh, sort of really geeked out over all of that but then unfortunately realized I wasn't sort of quite brilliant enough at maths and physics to to, to get there so sort of yeah half half kind of arty half kind of scientific kind of interest I guess. Well that's pretty amazing mix because most people are one or the other so so that that that's astounding yeah so so when you realized you weren't going to be an astronaut you decided to do English literature is that right? Yeah then I well then I thought I'll be I'll, you know I'll sort of try and be like a modern day Emily Bronte or something um, mm -hmm. so I think, yeah, I, I sort of had thoughts about maybe, you know, potentially writing um, or do, doing something, I think, creative. Um, I went to study English literature. And then I think like a lot of people who study English, you sort of leave thinking, what on earth do I do now? Uh, you know, I don't want to be a teacher. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I don't really want to be a writer, actually. That sounds like a lot of hard work and I'm not really that creative in that kind of sense. So what do I do? So my first job was uh, I was a runner for a TV production company. 
um, which which ended horrendously. I was sacked for just basically being rubbish. Oh, no! <laughs> yeah. So it wasn't for me at all. Um, so particularly the kind of environment that it was in. I mean, this was quite a while ago, but it was, you know, yeah. quite a sort of ego-driven, <laughs> quite, you know, hierarchical. Um, it's interesting, isn't it? Sometimes when you do these early jobs, you start to think, you know, if I had my own business, what would I, how would I want to run yeah. it? And it's very different from that. Um, but I basically got into publishing, um, which I guess, you know, is a sort of link to, to, to doing English literature, isn't it? And I spent yeah. quite a while in publishing, first in yeah. editorial um, and, then, and then in marketing, which which I love because for me, that was that lovely mix of I get to use the sort of sciencey side of me because it's all about data and numbers yeah. and insight and really understanding how people's minds work. Um, but it's also really creative. Um, and, you know, you have to, it's all about, you know, how can you come up with brilliant solutions? You know, um, how can you come up with amazing messaging that really gets people and really, you know, touches their emotions? So for me, it's just this lovely mix of both sides. You know, I think, I think it is a craft that is both a mixture of science and art. Very cool. Very cool. And, 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 you know, here you are doing, 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 doing all of this. And, and then you kind of met someone, is that right? <laughs> I, I will call them someone. So I've been working in marketing for quite a while. I was sort of in, in senior marketing leadership roles for, for big corporates. Um, and I was sort of thinking about, you know, I've been, do, I've been doing that for a long time. And becoming quite jaded about it, you know. Um, I wasn't yeah. loving sort of corporate culture anymore. I mean, I think it was brilliant when I was sort of much younger and learning my craft and, you know, just yeah. learning a lot. But yeah, I got to the stage where I just thought, I don't really believe in a lot of the values that I'm espousing. I don't really like the way these businesses are run, yeah. uh, which I think, you know, can be certainly, you know, certain types of corporate culture, very hierarchical, quite rigid. Um, so I did, I was thinking about doing something different. Um, sort of happily at the same kind of time I got uh, I got a rescue myself and my my, my husband got a rescued greyhounds uh, and we were thinking about getting a dog for a long time and that that sort of got me again I'd, you know I'd always loved animals I'd sort of tried to be veggie early and you know not really done it with any kind of commitment or thought really but having having a dog and particularly I think a rescue dog made me the animals differently and I thought well you know I wouldn't I wouldn't want to eat her and I certainly wouldn't want any harm to come to her yeah, and that was basically the impetus for me to become vegetarian at the time, and then later on, um, just basically through sort of educating myself or informing myself more and finding out more about agriculture and the environment and all of those things, becoming vegan. So that was, you know, I, I credit my I credit my greyhounds basically with with starting immaculate vegan. Um, but so, so there was that kind of going on as well as thinking I you know I want to be doing something really different now in terms of yeah. my work and having something that was more purposeful. I think. Um, so I started, um, I started a blog um, when I became vegan called Immaculate Vegan. And, the, and this was just an Instagram blog. This was about four years ago. And I did it really because when I became vegan, and I, I think this probably resonates certainly with a lot of people that I know that have been trying to either becoming vegan or just trying to go more plant-based, the food bit was actually really easy. Uh, you know, I'm certainly living in London, loads and loads of options. But yeah. the fashion side was a lot more challenging. Um, so, you know, and I think we were talking about this earlier, right? But you know, I did a little Google of you know vegan shoes when I when I first became vegan. It was like, oh my god, really? Like, yeah. Like, what I'm gonna <laughs> Is that what I'm gonna wear? Right? Oh yeah. Like I don't know if I could go through with this. Um, <laughs> so it was just very disheartening. And then I thought, you know, this can't this can't be it. You know, this can't be it. So I went sort of down the Instagram rabbit hole as you do. 
um, and started finding, um, you know, much to my uh, sort of relief that there were there were actually lots of really beautiful, ethical and sustainable brands out there. But they tended to be quite small and not very yeah. well. They just weren't very exposed. Yeah. As, as happens with a lot of independent brands, you know, they're led by people that are very passionate about what they do, often by product designers that can make really beautiful things, but just don't know how to market themselves that well. So I thought, well, I don't want anyone like, you know, who like me might be thinking, I really want to switch to vegan fashion. I don't want to buy leather anymore or things like that. But I, I want to look good still. You know, I want to buy beautiful things. Absolutely. I don't anyone doing that. I think the whole, the whole fact that you're being kind of mindful in your choices means that you do love beautiful things and you do love nature and you do see yeah. sentient beings and, 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 you know, with souls. And that is so important. And, and yeah, as you say, that, that terrible shock of like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you just can't be it. <laughs> Really? Is that what I've got to wear? I mean, it's, it's, it's shocking, isn't it? And thank God for people like you is all I can say. <laughs> that, that, I mean, yeah, I'm delighted to hear you say that because that was really the aim. I thought I don't want anyone like me to be looking at that thinking, oh, you know, I, I won't bother. I can't because I just I don't want to look like that. You know, I wanted to show people that you can look amazing. You don't have to compromise. You can buy things with a beautiful quality and look really stylish and still be ethical and sustainable. So that was really the start of it. Um, and then you met, yeah, you mentioned me meeting someone. I mean, I was just doing this for um, for fun, really, and just to try, you know, again, to, to try and show people that um, you can't, you, you know, you can be vegan and, and still love style. Um, I was getting great feedback. It was growing. And the natural, I think, next step for me, certainly when I, you know, I decided to leave my, my current job or my previous job was, well, I think there's a commercial um, opportunity here. But while I had a marketing background, I wasn't, you know, I didn't know how to build a fantastic looking website. So this was where sort of a lot of luck came in. I was talking to a colleague at work about it and she said, oh, well, I've got a, you know, I've got a friend um, that runs an agency that builds beautiful websites for fashion brands. You should go and talk to him about it. He can probably give you some good advice on that side. So I thought, brilliant, I'll do that. So I met up with him, um, Simon, and uh, he'd, he'd, we got on really well. And he said, well, look, I've just become vegan. And I think you're right. I think there's a massive gap in the market and uh, I'm looking for a new challenge. And I, I think it's a great idea. Why don't we do this together? So that was that was basically the start of it. We decided to sort of, you know, found, found the business properly together. Um, that was a couple of years ago. And then we launched just over a year ago, the, the full kind of um, online retail site and platform, Immaculate Vegan. And yeah, we've been going just over a year and it's it's been a, you know, a, a, a brilliant journey. Yeah. And, and, and I just have to say, I think it's so interesting that so often when you find your like right path, that people just show up who, 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 who it's, it's amazing that it's like when you're like purposeful you know where you're going you're single-minded and you're kind of open the people just rock up I mean it's happened for me and and and, and it's I'm so grateful for it and 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 like you're just like oh my god you know wow <laughs> you know just really randomly as well yeah yeah I think that is so true and I think part of it is also if you're really if you're open to talking to lots of people and getting lots of advice and getting help in whatever way you can, because I mean, yeah, I was very lucky with Simon that he ended up being, you know, a brilliant business partner with also all the kind of skills that I needed, as well as somebody that I really, really enjoy working with. But also, I met I met so many other people that even if it was just a great conversation that that helped, you know, that afternoon or yeah. motivation, you know, to you know to make you think, no, I can do this. You know, I'm not ridiculous for thinking this is this is something I should be doing. Just all those little moments. I think you're right. They they all sort of. Seem, seem to happen I think when you're 
yeah, when you're excited and, and passionate, I think. Yeah, and, and, and I mean, an immaculate vegan really has become, I mean, it's like a lifestyle brand now, isn't it? I mean, it, yeah. it, 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 it's really extraordinary. So, you know, would you talk us through a bit, little bit about like how many brands you carry now and, 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 and what you're really, you know, kind of which, what needs you're addressing? That would be so cool. And maybe, you know, then talk about some of the designers that you, you feature yeah. as well. Yeah, of course. So we, we launched with 60 brands. We now have 130 brands. Wow. Again, you know, the wonderful thing is there are, there are so many really wonderful brands out there. What I've noticed in the last, or maybe even in the last year, is that that's accelerated. So I'm seeing new brands launch all the time, uh, you know, in this space. I mean, we have a certain aesthetic, so it's not that we want to work with everyone. Um, but I'm, you know, I'm seeing a lot of really high quality, sort of immaculate looking brands come up all the time. So we, we plan to really, really grow that in the next kind of couple of years as well. Um, I think at last count, we had about over 1,800 products. So, gosh, you know, again, hopefully sort of killing that misconception that you can't have choice if you want to buy ethically and sustainably. You absolutely can. There's great choice out there. Um, and that's across fashion, uh, beauty, and also homeware sort of lifestyle products as well. But, but primarily, I would say we're very, very strong in fashion. So we started, you know, most of our brands in kind of the areas of footwear, um, bags, accessories. So all those kind of areas where you might typically find animal leather. Um, yeah. where we're obviously seeking out you know really amazing innovative and, and sustainable alternatives yeah because I mean that's the other question really is as we know you know you and I were talking about vegan food is you know quite a lot of it is quite heavily processed it's got quite a lot of nasties in it you know and I was saying to you that you know I don't you know I, I'm you know can't really eat gluten and you know that's tricky and like, yeah, hard yeah I, I think that's one of also the things about kind of like you know, vegan and leather and stuff like that, or you know, pleather or whatever. We, we, yeah, we, the alternative. We yeah, it. it's like you know, how sustainable genuinely is the alternative? You know, particularly because you know, so many of of the kind of fake, you know, leathers made with with um, you know, and excuse me for using the L word, but you know, are, are you made using like petrochemicals and stuff like that? So it'd be really interesting to know from you, like. Yeah. How, how how you find them and, and, and what kind of fabrics are being used instead I mean yeah we get this question a lot in terms of you know hey how sustainable is it that I get that it's not using animals but is it is it still really good for the planet I mean the answer is there's actually a very very wide range of stuff out yeah. there um right from the sort of the worst end which is PVC you know which probably everyone's very familiar with yes. um, which is used a lot because it's particularly by sort of um fast fashion brands because it's very it's very inexpensive yeah. Um, it's actually very durable you know so, um but obviously you know it doesn't it doesn't look great um and it's really not good at all from a from a um sustainable point of view because it releases a lot of toxic uh products into the atmosphere at, as part of its production so notably chlorine yeah. um so yes we and we steer well away from pvc um but then you've got you've got a whole sort of range of very very different materials from things like um, polyurethane is one that's that's used a lot. It's known as PU. So PU is a plastic, so it is derived from petrochemicals. Um, but relative to PVC, it's much much better. So particularly if it's produced in Europe, it they're very very strict controls on uh, emissions. Um, yeah. Again, it's very very durable, so it does last a long time. Um, you don't tend to you know get 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 so many issues in terms of um, toxins released in the environment or things like that. So it's so it's, it's it's quite popularly used because of that. Um, and, lot, and lots of actually quite expensive brands use it. The better, you, you know, there's, again, there's better and better and better, right? So we do have some brands that use polyurethane, but, but again, they're very responsibly made as, as far as you can be with polyurethane. Um, 
There's recycled plastics, which a lot of brands are using. Now that's obviously great because you're taking out uh, a pollutant yeah. and you know doing something good with it. Yes. There's also really exciting uh, whole range of plastics called bioplastics, which are essentially yeah. made from. I don't know if you've heard of these. They're made from bio poly oil, so from cereal crops. Normally, we have some lovely brands who use that. Um, so notably, we have a great accessories brand called Watson and Wolf, who are sort of Christmas bestsellers at the moment because they make amazing wallets and belts and things like that. You would never know these, these aren't sort of the highest quality animal I'm looking at. Um, we also have a lovely trainers brand called Yate, who, who have their own bio leather, again, made, made from plants. So, so there's things like that. And then there's the kind of really sort of sexy, cool stuff that I think people have heard about, like apple skin leather, um, Penatex, which is made from pineapple leaves. There's cactus leather, there's mushroom leather. So all, all the sort of, you know, mango leather, all the fruits, you know, all, all the sort of, you know, really interesting plants. Um, and the nice thing about those is that they're often using waste products. So for example, apple leather uses apple skins and cores from the apple harvest in, in Bolzano in Italy, which is one of the world's biggest apple harvests. And those were just being thrown away. And all of a sudden you've got this amazing new material. It takes color really well. Again, it looks beautiful. You can make it to amazing looking leathers and suede. Um, you know, pineapple, so a pinotex, which is made from pineapple leaves. You know, that's that's a whole other source of income for subsistence farmers. So again, yes. we're so it's so cool. I love I love that and that, that whole idea of real like end to end. You know, like leave no trace kind of. You exactly. know, like, how can we do that? It's just so special. I mean, materials technology is really really exciting these days. And you just look at what people like Stella McCartney are doing as well with you know a lot of you know putting money into developing you know better and more sustainable materials. They're entirely animal free. It's a it's a really sexy and cool area. I think. Yeah, it really is. And and I think, you know, you were so right to credit her because, I mean, really, you know, she gave, you know, the fashion industry and 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 and, and vegan meets fashion like such a huge yeah. boost. I mean, really single-handedly because she was yeah. such a, the pioneer and trailblazer. And bless her, actually had, you know, so much criticism in the early days. And 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 she, you know, she's just shown what a trailblazer she she has been to stay ahead. Yeah. And and I think still is the only, you know, really the only designer that that is, you know, animal free at that kind of really premium end of the market, which is which is amazing, isn't it? And quite sobering, really. Yeah. It, it yeah, it's quite sad that sort of that, you know, that you'd hope that this would be a really burgeoning market, which actually is, you know, when we look at the you know immaculate vegan kind of. And which which is a luxury, but it's premium, I would say. Um, there are a lot of brands at that level, which is great. But it would be wouldn't it be lovely to see more brands at that sort of luxury level as well that are doing the same things? Yeah, and and, and I feel like that they need to adopt it as necessity. I mean, a it is from the kind of planetary boundaries perspective, but b just because there is so much demand. I mean, you probably have these figures down down better than I I do, but you know. Vegan is one of the most searched for hashtags on on, on social media, and and yeah. you know the numbers of people adopting veganism or going plant based are, are I mean just off the off the charts. They're huge, and I think I mean the other exciting thing is it's not just vegan. So I think you know when I became vegan, it was quite a binary term. You either were or you weren't, and it felt quite exclusive if you weren't. Whereas now I think you know really driven by the whole plant based food movement, it's become much more inclusive, and I and I think that's only a very good thing. So, you know, you have people that will maybe try a bit of vegan, you know, there'll be meat-free Mondays or they'll try, you know, one vegan meal a day or things like that. And I think uh, people are doing the same in fashion, right? So you've got this whole kind of category of consumers that are called conscious consumers um, who might not be vegan, you know, might not be vegetarian, but they they want to make better choices. 
And they know, you know, for them, they know they're understanding the impact that animal materials, animal agriculture has on the environment and what a big impact that is, as well as obviously just being more cognizant of things like animal welfare and also how people are treated in, you know, in all of that as well. Yeah, I, I, I and personally, I, 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 I'm so up for that and I love that. And you know, people like Susie Cameron with her one meal a day, you know, and, 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 the, and the movie Game Changers, which really shows that you know, plant-based is, is, is the way forward. And also that, you know, it takes the, I mean, you know, this would be very interesting for, to hear your perspective, but vegan yeah. became a bit of like a, I mean, you know, a term that was resisted. It was very, very kind of interesting and a bit weird, you know, what happened. It's sort of like, you know, oh, you're a vegan, you know I mean? It's like, yeah, yeah that's great. <laughs> you know? and, 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 you know, that kind of, I, I find that very fascinating. I'd love to hear your perspective on that. And I think maybe plant-based gets around the whole thing, you know? <laughs> I mean, I think I think vegan didn't used to be a cool thing, did it? It used to be something that was very worthy, um, but probably you know had connotations of sacrifice, and you know you're giving lots up, and and it's it's going to be quite hard. I think that has really really changed. I think yeah. it's now seen as you know it's obviously it's it's become more sexy and more cool. You know, so many celebrities are obviously um, you know becoming vegan, talking about veganism, very high profile people like Lewis Hamilton, for example. Yeah. Uh, which, I, which I think is brilliant because they obviously have very influential platforms. Um, but I also just think, yeah, the, the plant-based food movement has got people thinking that it's there's, there's a lot of choice out there now. And, you know, the way it works for food is for people to realise that it's delicious, you know. So it, I think it happened because there were more and more brands producing really tasty things. And that got people thinking, okay, well, it, like, first and foremost, it's tasty. And I'm also now kind of understanding that, you know, in terms of my own health, it's probably better. And in terms of the environment, it's probably better. But first and foremost, it has to taste good. I think the same is true of fashion. First and foremost, it has to look good. You know, people I don't think are going to, in their in their droves, switch to buy more consciously just because it's better for the planet. I, I mean, they're just not. I mean, like, okay. not, I, I remember looking at early sustainable fashion collections and just going, I can't wear that. Yeah. I just, I don't want to look like that. I can't wear that. You know, and, 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 and however much I was like, this is really cool, but like, you know, this stuff should be beautiful. I mean, it, it, it is a celebration. I mean, it, it, it's, and, and that's what I love, you know, what you're doing. And I'd love to hear a few more about kind of, you mentioned a few of your, your designers earlier, but you know, it'd be really cool to, to you know, to, to know which are some of the brands that you love that we could, you know, that, that we should kind of really investigate. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, there are, there are, there are so many. So I think, I mean, some of the ones we've probably been selling the best of this year, and that's probably no surprise, are trainers because you know people aren't, aren't suddenly wearing their high heels every day. So they want something. Yeah, we have a really <laughs> great. If I put a pair of heels on again, right? <laughs> like, why, why would you? Um, there's a lovely trainers brand which, well, I love for a few reasons. So they're called Humans of Aim. I love them because of the name. Uh, I just think I think that's a brilliant name, and it's kind of also acknowledging the fact that you know, well, we are vain and we do want to look good as well, right? So, that, you know, if you're a vegan brand, don't forget that you've got to look good first and foremost. Um, but also they just, they're, they're a Swedish brand. They uh, make all their trainers in Portugal. Really love beautiful styles. They're very, very classic, very, which, you know, it's very immaculate style. And our audience really likes that. Um, but, you know, they're, they're committed to a circular economy. They work with various projects that are taking ocean waste um, and, and transforming that into sustainable plastics. Um, but they also use, you know, um, certified organic cotton and rubber and every what I love, love about them is every component 
of every element of the trainer and I can't remember the stats now but it, it was something like I had no idea about this something like over 50 components in a trainer you know who knew wow I didn't I, I had no idea that you think yeah how complicated is it it turns out it's quite complicated to make a pair of trainers <laughs> they think every element every little bit they think about how can we make this the most sustainable as well as also making sure it's high quality it's durable and it looks fantastic so you know that that's I would say I'm using them I guess as a sort of standout brand but actually that is they're very representative of what a lot of our brands do. It's that attention to detail at every element of their supply chain and, and of the product. So, so they're ones I, I think I would definitely call out. Um, quite a different brand. So going to our beauty side, there's a lovely brand called Lavorica. Um, they're a fragrance brand. So they make beautiful, beautiful perfumes um, and home fragrances as well. Mm-hmm. Um, the founder of that brand, again, this is quite typical, you know, I would say very, very passionate, very informed um founder she's called Daphne Rowe and she started it because you know, she has an amazing background in both psychology um and the creative arts oh, wow. um, but also re- about scent and how you know how mm-hmm. so many of the scents that we surround ourselves with every day whether that's perfumes that we buy or home fragrances or household cleaners are just full of all these horrendous toxic ingredients that make us ill and and you know it's, it's astonishing because you think surely that wouldn't be allowed like can you really sell that stuff? You know, yeah, yeah, it turns out you can. You totally can. Um, so, you know, they're, to- they're taking a totally natural um, and really kind approach to, to fragrance. But again, one that's still, you know, their, their scents are amazing. They, they're in beautiful bottles that look beautiful. Mm. Um, so, so they're, yeah, they're, they're another brand I really love. Um, I mean, that, God, there are, you know, there are, there are so no, I, 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 I know, I mean, it was a slightly unfair question, given you have got so I many. And I try to pick them all. So, you know, I do feel very sort of passionate about all the brands that we sell. And I have, you know, my, my house and my wardrobe are basically full of our brands. So I, I, definitely, I definitely, I practice what I preach. No, absolutely. Well, and, 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 and hugely important to do so. Yeah, as well. yeah exactly. And so, I mean, now we're coming to sort of the point in the podcast, which really is you know about you sharing your top tips with everybody you know as to how they can start somewhere so I think you know we'll we'll have a lot of people who are you know trying out plant-based and some who are kind of committed vegans so be really really helpful if you could you know share your top tips of maybe what to look for and 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 how to buy and how to start actually so I would say I mean number one just start I know that sounds like a very obvious thing and it's what people always say to you when you're thinking about you know business as well Well, just start something but I think if you're trying to, you know, make sure you're perfect, you'll, you'll just never obviously do it. So start somewhere. Um, obviously, that's, that's the point of this podcast. Yeah. Um, yeah. When, you're, when you're thinking about trying a vegan diet, don't think you yeah. have to be 100% vegan. Um, don't think you have to suddenly switch out your wardrobe for 100% ethical and sustainable brands because you're just making it too hard for yourself. Um, and, and actually, you're, you know, you're, you're more likely to fail. So if, if the whole point of this is to, to get going and to succeed, Start small and start where you can. For me personally, so, you know, my food journey, I became pescatarian first. I found that pretty easy. I then gave up fish. I then started swapping out dairy. So, you know, I swapped my milk pretty easily. Then I went on to butter. Then it was yogurt. So it was kind of all of a sudden I ended up being vegan without really having to think, oh, my God, I have to make this momentous change in my life, you know. Yeah. And that just for me made it much more sustainable. So I think that would be my number top tip. Start some, you know, number one tip, start somewhere and do it incrementally as fast or as slow as is right for you, I think. And that's different for different people. Yeah. Uh, 
And, and I think, you know, celebrate the wins. Don't, don't forget, you know, along the way that what you're doing is a brilliant thing and that every choice really does make a difference. So again, you know, thinking about fashion, we do sometimes get sort of questions from people saying, you know, I, you know, I've decided to become vegan and I'm going to get rid of all the, you know, awful animal leather that I've got and I'm going to start again. And we're like, no, don't, don't do that. Um, because yeah. it's really unsustainable, isn't it? Um, and, you know, don't, don't get rid of all the lovely things you've got. Wear them and wear them happily. But when you next need something new, so, you know, if you're, you need a new backpack or your tote bag has suddenly broken or, um, you know, you want a nice pair of trainers, then, you know, at that point, look at, well, what options do I have now? And then there, and there are many options. And use, I think, those opportunities as a way to inform yourself rather than thinking, you know, I have to read up everything and I have to learn everything. You know, link it to real situations where you need something and then you'll be genuinely interested and you'll want to find out. And every time you do that, I think you do just find that it leads you on to something else, it leads you on to something else. But it's then an enjoyable journey rather than a chore or something that you end up, you know, thinking, oh, this is just too hard. Yeah, that's yeah, great and, and wise advice. I, I I really love that, and 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 like start to succeed, you know, rather than yeah. like reset the bar. Yeah, yeah. Every, every single you know better better choice you make that that is better than something you could have done is a success. It just you know it is, and also it won't just be you. You'll be spreading it to other people because you'll be telling your friends what you did, and they'll be telling their friends what they you know what you've done, and and then it and then it just spreads organically, and that's really I think motivating to see as well yeah I love that and 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 in the you know obviously you know I'd love you to share you know how people can find out about Immaculate Vegan so will you share your your web address with, oh, with- family. <laughs> yes so we are the web address is immaculatevegan.com um, we're on Instagram at Immaculate Vegan so all one word no no dots or anything we're on Facebook also at Immaculate Vegan we're on Twitter at Immaculate Vegan um yeah I think I think that's pretty much it for the for the meantime and, yeah. and you know, we have listeners from all over the world as well so, so can you fulfill deliveries worldwide yes we can so we ship or our brands uh, ship to all of Europe um all of North America um and then we do have sort of selected places outside of that so we do Australia New Zealand um I think Singapore and Hong Kong um I think UAE uh Israel so yeah so, so we do have quite we, we cover a lot of the world there are a few countries that we don't cover but we cover most of the world amazing that that's great to hear so I I think I've I, I felt some of my friends in in Hong Kong and Asia perk up then because I know I, I know that you know some of their choices are a bit limited but any I just wanted to say thank you so much for for all that you're doing and and for shining this really kind of exciting light in in, in 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 this amazing area and for your kind of positivity and for your embracement of, of people who are just starting on 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 their journey it's so so welcoming and and so exciting and i love your website and what you're doing and and and, and thank you so much for being my guest this week absolute pleasure thank you so much for having me